Good morning, Chicago, and welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you on this Valentine's Day. We hope that you're going to have a great Wednesday. And by the way, you can watch our show on YouTube, youtube.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on ESPN Chicago. That way you miss nothing as far as shows, as far as extra contents right there, youtube.com. Look for the ESPN Chicago channel and follow along with all the shows here at ESPN Chicago. So, Cap, here we are. It's what we've been waiting for, you and I, as lifelong baseball fans. I know we have new listeners and viewers every day. So, for context, for background on both of us, Cap and I are both huge baseball fans because that was the era we grew up in. That baseball was number one. It was king in our homes, in our black and white or technicolor televisions. We could not wait for that first spring training game for the White Sox or the Cubs just to see because it gave you that feeling of warmth. And it might have been snowing outside, but in Florida or in Arizona, it was nice and warm, and you could be able to watch baseball in February, into March, and then getting ready for opening day. Hope springs eternal. And so here we are, Cap. February 14th, my White Sox. I, I, I see a Grafal speaking every day behind that brick wall, and I see him talking about you know, how he was able to be humbled by the 100-plus losses that the Sox had last year and tries to mealy-mouth his way through these press conferences about what they do have and what they don't have. But when it comes to the Cubs, though, the Chicago Cubs, your ball club, Cap, here we are, opening day, right around the corner, pitchers and catchers report. Tell me about the new additions this week that the Cubs added. Go ahead. The big moves. Turn your mic on first, but then tell me about the big moves. Go ahead. I'm simmering right now, bringing myself to a slow mm. boil. I, I'm starting to get what's the right word here. Uh-oh. Frustrated. Uh-huh. Why? Anger is around the corner mm. waiting for its Uber. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tell got, us more. I gotta give you one, Cap. Hang on, man. Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Here Thank you. <laughs> if I turn on Sunday night baseball, March thirty first, Cubs at Rangers. Let's meet the lineup for the Chicago Cubs manager Craig Council. First base will be Michael Bush. Beer. That's the guy they got from the cart of the Dodgers. Okay, I'm good. Nico Horner at second. Solid. Dansby Swanson is at short. Leader. Jan Gomes is catching. Ian Happ in left. Two-time gold glover. Yeah? I don't know in center. No, no, no. Don't don't give me I don't know. Talkman in center. Okay, Mike Talkman in center. <laughs> And Seiya Suzuki is in right. The DH is Christopher Morrell. And batting ninth, either Miles Mastroboni or Nick Madrigal. I'll go through the freaking roof. <laughs> well? <laughs> this is what you become, Cap. Where is the Bellinger signing? Go ahead. Give me the insight. What have you heard? Go ahead. Huh? He's got nothing going. Teams do not want to meet Scott Boris's asking price, and he's sitting at home. And my question would be, Uh-oh. hold on a second. There we go. We're in Chicago, Illinois. 
We are this amazing sports market. You have an ATM machine with vi- with Ivy on it. The ATM machine spits out millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And this is the horse bleep I got to deal with? This is the roster. I don't even get Bellinger back? I'm going to play Miles Mastroboni, who sucks. You want to keep him as the 25th guy? Have at it, Jed. Uh-huh. If he's your opening day uh, third baseman, two straight years, that's a joke. That's an embarrassment. Now, if you tell me Pete Crow Armstrong is in center because he made the team and had a really good spring, I'm good with that. He's a top 25 prospect. Let's go. Time to play. But I need a left-handed bat. His name's Cody Bellinger. He wants to be here. Figure it out. For Christ's sake. Let's go. Cap, a starting lineup of Talkman, Horner, Hap, Suzuki, Swanson, Morrell, Bush, Jan Gomes, and Madrigal. You know what? That's a 85 wins. That'll get you in the playoffs. No shot. Oh, sure. You're just going to just be button and sacrificing your way like the Royals oh. under Yost <laughs> to get there. <laughs> it's what you <laughs> Where's your pop? Where's the pop? Like, line? Hey, Suzuki could have a breakout season. He, He's had, his... he did that the last half of last year. Fine. He was outstanding. Okay, but it's more than that, though. It's got to be more than that. Aaron Happ with his you know occasional pop, but again, on-base percentage. You got Horner, again, nice player. Swanson, nice player. But where's the big slugger, the hairy-chested slugger? Where is it in this lineup? Like, I think Morrell's a 25-homer guy. No doubt about it. Don't tell me how many home runs he hits. Tell me when he hits them. I need, yes. Right. I need 25 out of Suzuki. But, like, who on that lineup? Zuzu- I'll give you Suzuki. For sure. I like him a lot. Yep. Other than him, today... Who on the other team are they having their pitchers and hitters meeting the, before the first game of the series? We can't let that guy beat us. Name me the guy. Name me one freaking guy other than, all right, we'll pitch around Suzuki. He's a solid ball player. He's not Mike Trout here. He's a good player. Yeah. Who are they in their meeting going, all right, we got to be really careful with that guy? Nobody. Nobody. Right? No, besides Suzuki, nobody. I like Ian Happ like the next guy, but I mean, you were talking about dangerous hitters in the middle of the lineup. That's what baseball is. Correct. I mean, I know it's different than it used to be, Cap, but still, on-base percentage or fleas at the top of the lineup, and that middle supposed to be um, hitters that teams fear. And then you finish out the rest of the lineup. Suzuki's the only guy that stands out to me the most, and that's, that is hoping that he stays healthy. You know, you keep this whole winter, you've been holding up Imanaga to me. That's a really good starting. Which is fine. Like Steele, Tyone, Imanaga, Kyle Hendricks, Jordan Wicks. You've been holding up Imanaga as his big signing. And Cade Horton's coming. And Cade Horton. That's fine. You've been holding these guys up. But Cap, they can't be effective if you're scoring three runs or less. Right. Who's the run producers here? Like you can, you can hold up that starting rotation and say we can beat anybody in the National League. Almost anybody in the National League. Or almost anybody in the National League Central. Fine. But the pressure will be on. When they got to pitch through a teacup and they're out there throwing, you know, busting their ass trying to give you five, six innings and the team can't hit, that's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem. 
Yeah. So, like defensively, they have the best middle infield in baseball. Swanson and Horner with Gomes catching and potentially Pete Cormstrom. That is as good as it gets defensively. Sure. But eighth inning, you're down four two. You get the leadoff man on. Who, who do you look at and go, boy, we better pitch around this dude because he can take one right out of the ballpark and tie the game? Who is it? You've been holding up Neris and Imanaga this whole winter. Now what? But you need to have offense, Cap. That's not good enough. I've been saying this since the end of the season, the regular season. I said, Cap, you got to be better than this. And this is why I was so disappointed in the offseason here with the winter meetings. I said, oh, the Cubs getting counsel. Here they come. And if you get counsel, that means commitment to winning. You got counsel. That's commitment to winning because you think you have your next Madden. Yes. And, that, and that's fine. Listen, there was nothing wrong with David Ross. I always asked, what did Ross do? And Ross stabilized, it, stabilized the locker room. Fine. And if you felt like counsel was an upgrade, great. But if you're a correct counsel in the back of your mind, you're thinking, this lineup is no better than one of my, day, my best days in Milwaukee. Let's be honest. It's, better, it's no better than my best days in Milwaukee. This is why I left Milwaukee is because I thought I was going to big spending Cubs with all of their uh, revenue streams. Now, I can tell you, he, he wants to give the younger players a chance to play. So a friend of mine who talks with him, he said, you guys never let your kids play, ever. Got to get another veteran. Got to keep spent. But you can't tell me when you're in Chicago that you should open up two straight years. I'm pretty sure Mastroboni opened was the opening day third baseman last year. Shay, can you pull up the opening game from last year? You can play young players, Cap, but that also is small market mentality. It's Chicago. Yes, you want to play young players, but not at nauseum. This is the city, or this is the t- the team that should have the oh, the pocketbooks uh, the pocketbooks open for you to be able to get big fish in free agency. Yeah, right? and again, their number one infield prospect is the kid they drafted last year. Uh, He's already top thirty in the game. He'll be here quick. But you're telling me we that we can't add another bat. Shay? Patrick Wisdom was the opening day third baseman last year. Master Boney started in right field. That's right. That's right. Because Suzuki got hurt. I mean, Hoodie, this is my this is my big question. Like Cap comes in this morning, all hot and bothered. He's excited. There's sweat coming off his head. Yes. And he comes in, he goes, It's the four best words in sports, baby. Pitchers and catchers report. And I'm like, how can you possibly be this excited? I, how can you possibly be that excited when the team has not lived up to the offseason expectation at all? That's not good enough, Cap. That's not by any measure. That's no not good blank. enough. You're supposed to be the bell of the ball at the winter meetings, and you come out with nothing? Dude, there's a hundred unsigned free agents. The game is, is broken. There's a hundred guys. Right, that but, haven't signed. But like Tim Anderson no, is sitting at home. No, but you're yeah, he stinks. No, no, yeah. But here's the thing, Cap. You're the evil empire now. It does not matter about the TV deals to Marquee. You can spend money. Agreed. Don't, don't do that. We're, we're not doing this show in Minnesota. Look, I'm not expecting them to spend 250 million on Cody Bellinger. That'd be stupid. It would. They're gonna if they get him, they're gonna get him, and people are gonna be like, "Wow, glad he waited." I'm all in. That's fine. But, no, here's why I'd be pissed if I'm a Cubs fan. There, there are a lot of markets in Major League Baseball that have a screwed-up TV deal because that's where the money comes from. The Cubs are not one of them. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, you are what you used to hate for a long time. You're the evil empire now. You're not the friendly Cubs anymore. You're a big player in Major League Baseball. Correct. You got your own network, no matter how, whatever you think of the network. You, 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 at least you have money from it. So this is why you, you can't put the Cubs with all these other teams that won't spend and these hundred uh, free agents because the Cubs can spend the money. They won't. That's my, like, on Look, the south I'm not side, giving least, Cody Bellinger $200 million either. I'm not. But that's fine. Like, my point is on the south side, at least we knew it was Rebuild 3.0. It's hard to get angry at them not doing anything. They told us what it was going to be. The Cubs, we expected big things. And we've gotten... Shota Imanaga, great. A third starter in a rotation. It's a good signing, but that's it? You're better than that. You're better than I, I that. I don't disagree. You're better than that. And that's a, and there should be excitement in the streets to be able to talk about the Chicago Cubs. And again, the Cubs could be an 80-45 win ball club right now, but imagine if you spent the money and be able to negotiate. Whatever the, the cost is for Bellinger, there's all, it's always the middle. It's not... What he wants is not what the Cubs want. It's in the middle. You just want to solidify the left side, you know, power from the left side. Why not him? Now, here's the thing. I'm not telling you World Series with Bellinger, but my God, that is better than Talkman or, or a kid like Crow Armstrong in center field. What, what I, are you? I are you a contender pro- or not? I don't have a problem with, with Pete Crow Armstrong starting out there. At some point, he's a top 25 prospect. He's got to play. At some point, he's got to play. It's fair. That's fair. I don't have a problem with it. Cap, you got 162 games. He'll get his time, but you need to have a guy that you can depend on for the long haul in the summer. Right. I agree. I totally agree. And I would like to see Cody Bellinger get done. He wants to be here by all stretch of the imagination. He would like to stay a Cub. And, get, Shay, and Shay, what are we talking about here? I mean, like just, if he rolls in here March okay. 17th, all right, I'll take the deal. Well, I need you ready to play. Well, what, I'm honest to God, what are we talking about here? We're, try, we're, we're bellyaching about Cody Bellinger. Right. He was on the team last year when you won 82 games or whatever it was. I mean, like, I mean, I mean this is where we are. I know beggars can't be choosers, Cap, because you want to have the best talent possible. But this is what we're talking about here. Like, make or break for the Cubs season if Bellinger signs or not. I mean, that's crazy. We thought that you would come back as one of the teams to beat, certainly in the division and maybe in the National League. And instead, we're looking at a team that's going to make their potential marquee signing of the offseason a third starter in the rotation who's a question mark on the north side of 30 out of Japan and a guy who was already on the team. Just think about it, Cap. Now listen. That's why I'm like, that Hoodie, that's why when he came in and said four best words in the world, pitchers and catchers report, my head did a 360 like the exorcist. <laughs> what is there to be so thrilled about right now? Because baseball's coming back. It my is. My favorite sport. It is, but also the aggravation that's going to come from that side of the desk every day. Because you're, because you're losing game seven to three on a regular, because you don't have enough offense to get I through. I still believe they are going to get Bellinger. I do. I still believe it. I still believe it. Now, if somebody wants to give him $175, $200 million, have at it. It will not be the Cubs. All, I, all I'm telling you is, is that there should be pressure on from that side of the room to be able to for the Cubs to be better than this, even beyond Bellinger. Look, I, what I told you here in the winter is that I didn't expect the Cubs to be the Braves. They didn't expect the Cubs to be the Dodgers, not even the Diamondbacks or the Phillies. But I expected them to be in the playoffs and push and contend and play the kind of baseball that you like, right? Not, if it's not for power, that's keeping the line moving, that's strong pitching and just battling teams, 
with a will to win. That's what I expected. Listen, on this side of the desk cap, what do I know? I, my team's going to lose 100 games. We're closer to the A's than to being the, the Braves. So, But all I'm telling you is, is that for if I'm a Cub fan, I'm pretty pissed today. Now the gates are open at Sloan, and you don't have that big fish coming through the gates. Uh, Jed, Carter, and Council are speaking this morning to the oh media. God. So we'll get some more clarification. I'm sure we'll bring some of that audio back oh on the God. station throughout the day and tomorrow here on this show. Get me Cody freaking Bellinger. One-year deal with an opt-out, two more gear, uh, option years, five-year, whatever it is. Get it freaking done because the ATM known as Wrigley Field it's time to freaking spend. Pitchers and catchers report today. Angry. You say, oh, how come you guys don't talk baseball? Well, here it is right here because pitchers and catchers report. We're excited about that prospect with the gates opening across Major League Baseball. But what's your excitement level for the Cubs after this offseason so far? I thought bell of the ball. And what, and what are we getting? The same old, same old from Clark and Addison. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Captain J. Hood. Weekday morning, 7 to 10. Welcome back to Captain J. Hood Experience. Weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Captain J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad to have you in today as we talk about pitchers and catchers reporting. Cap, it was nothing like it, man. You waited all winter, and you're looking forward to baseball starting, and also you're looking forward to being at Wrigley Field, a guaranteed rate, or whatever your favorite baseball team is, to be able to just spend time, because that means spring, that means summer, that means warmer temperatures. None like baseball in the summer. It's the best, man, to be sitting out there when it's warm and sunny, go get breakfast in Wrigleyville after the show, Mm -hmm. go to the ball game. Oh, come on. Or be on my couch or in my backyard. The game is on. Are you kidding? Yes. It's look. Football's great and the NFL's king. I get it. But what courses through my veins is baseball. No question. My favorite sport, and that's my favorite team. There's been many, many years, Cap, where you you run to the newsstands. As I remember this too, as a South Side kid, run to the newsstands, get that sporting news, or get that. Athlons, whatever the magazine was of record that could give you the preview of what the season would bring. You'd get that in February, right before spring training. Get that magazine, open it up, go to your room, and flip through the pages. Yeah. Oh, what the Angels pitching looks like it's better this year. Oh, the Sox got to look out for that. And just keep on going through the pages, right. highlighting stuff or just marking stuff. What are they saying about my favorite team? We'll see what the White Sox. Hmm. They think 90 wins for the Torborg Sox. That's interesting. How about <laughs> like, that? You just go through it, right? right? Because that's what we did as, as kids. We could not wait to go through the periodicals and see the season preview in the paper, the Sunday paper, about the Cubs and the White Sox and kind of pour through it. it was, it's so much fun. And so today, and by the way, that would be impossible for a kid today, even if they're going online to find their previews, because there's all these uh, baseball players that are unemployed how do you write the preview, Cap, if you don't know where 100 players are going? Correct. <laughs> it's like, I've seen a few of them, and they're incomplete, uh, especially with the Cubs and the White Sox, because, again, these won't be add-ons. Some of these people that you've talked about the last couple of weeks that are unemployed, they will play a key role in some of these teams. 
they'll just be late to spring training. Correct. And I'm going to pull up the list of current MLB free agents. I mean, there are guys there. And I don't think that... I I do think in the end, when I let my emotions subside, I do think they'll get Bellinger back. Okay, and then what? I mean, what was was Bellinger with the Cubs last year? I mean, you have the left-handed pop, yes, but you still need more. And something else we talked about last year, where's the star power on the Cubs? They don't have a star. Bellinger would be their star. Swanson... Even you said Swanson's like a nice player from the Braves, but not a star. He's a good player. Nice player. Nice I'm player. glad he's our guy. Yeah. He's a really good player. Good leader. Good defender. Solid. They don't have a star. They do not have one. But you've got, you know, a bunch of guys that are still sitting out there that are unsigned. You go, what the? Like, how can all? There's like a hundred guys out there that are still available. I look in the pitching. I'm still not convinced that your bullpen is good enough. I know this. Look, I know the Sox are just getting anything off the side of the road, but I'm just saying that for the Cubs, if you're trying to seriously contend. And by the way, let me make sure I put a pin in this as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the that the Cubs need to have star, uh, nine stars all over the diamond. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is is that you do need to have some thumpers in there to make a difference in your lineup. Everybody just can't be about on base percentage. Keep the line moving, guys. That's fine, but you, at some point you need the power. You need it. There are very few difference-making power guys that you're going to sign. Could I see them you know, going out and getting the Bellinger deal done? Yes. You want Joey Votto on a one-year deal? No, that'll be all for Votto. You're not, I mean, unless he's with a team and you need that pickup down the stretch. Mm-hmm. If he's on a bad team and they're willing to part with him, sure. But not to start the season. That could be frustrating. Believe me, I'm a Sox fan. I dealt with Adam Dunn. Matt Chapman is out there. He wants a long-term, big-money deal. Now, if Bellinger goes somewhere else, could I see them signing Matt Chapman? Yeah, possibly. He's not a Tiger yet, Shay. Chapman, still, <laughs> still out Soon, there. Soon, loading. <laughs> he's, still not a, he's still not a Tiger. Still waiting. I mean, there's not much left to go play third base. There isn't. You're all right with the pitching, the, the, the uh, relief pitching? I am not. Uh, do you have enough? I think their bullpen can be all right. I do. I think they can be all right in the bullpen. There's not a lot left to sign. There isn't. I mean, the guys that are out there, there really isn't much there. I, I mean, there isn't. I'm looking at Brad Hand. He's all right. He's still in baseball. He is. He's 34. He was a .8 war. He's okay. Boxberger's still out there. The Cubs already had him. I like Boxberger. Um, There's not a lot. I'm looking at all the names, man. Mark Melanson, he's 39. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you bringing him in? Michael Givens, who the Cubs had. Brother Givens. Brother Givens. Wow, still out there. He's still out there. He's 34. Brian Shaw pitched for Cleveland and has been around. He was a minus, a point negative point one war last year. He's thirty six. No thanks. And then you got to put him on your forty man roster. No thanks. So I got to release somebody I like. No thanks. I think they're okay in terms of what they've got in the bullpen. I do. Phil and McHenry on Cap and J Hood. Phil, good morning. 
Well, hello, gentlemen. Good What's up, morning. Phil? Hello, Pip. Nice to listen to you guys. You guys are great in the morning. I really appreciate it during these times. Appreciate you. Thank uh, you, sir. Anyway, I, I, I listened to this, and Cap, uh, much as you know me, I, you know I'm a big Cup fan, and you know thinking about this whole thing and watching what's been going down in the off season, you know I'm, I'm with it. I know the Cubs need other left-handed power bat. They need that. They need that power from the left side, especially going into World Series if they were to do something like that. But they have money, they have talent, they have a farm system. That I know Jed Hoyer what he's trying to do, and it's, it's very obvious that Matt Shaw is going to run up here. The superstars, by name, they're not there yet because they're not there. PCA is not out in center field, and he's not there because he's still young. But, you know, with this, with this Michael Bush fellow at first base, he's a bigger sign than most people even realize. And the Cubs got themselves into a really good situation. And I, and I just really think that, yeah, going into the season, yeah, we want to have those big names. And Bellinger, I'd love to have him. I'm with you at the right price. But if he's not going to be there, I'm telling I'm Jed, and he's, he's going to cost too much money. And, and, and Chapman, oh he said he was hitting 240. A right-hander, you're going to have a right-hand third baseman at, at 240. You're better off having uh, the fellas we have there now. Mr. Boney. No. Uh, I'll take uh, I'm just, I'm just, Come on now. Uh, what are we doing here? Let me just say, let me match off. If they can just hold their own. They'll be up here. Matt Shaw will be up here. They'll be able to add. They'll be able to do a bunch of things. Before Matt July, Shaw you know? has not spent a complete year in professional baseball. I, 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 Pump I know. the brakes there. No. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying that I think that's where Jed Hoyer's going, and he doesn't want to spend the money on you know a what? bunch of other no-name players, you know? That's a, that's a great call. Matt and Chapman was a 4.4 war last year. That's good. 17 bombs. Yes, he hit 240. He's a gold glove caliber third baseman. Please don't ever, ever soil the name Matt Chapman by comparing him to Master Boney. <laughs> by the way, Master Boney runs well. I, I love Cap throwing out throwing the money out there. Like I wouldn't spend that much for Bellinger. You got more money than God. It doesn't and matter. It, not, and, it, and by the way, it's not your money. It's not your money. Are you trying to win or not? That's a great call from Phil in 1995. But it's not like you it, you don't need to tighten the purse strings when you're the Cubs. You're fine. You're the evil empire. You shouldn't care about that. You should be, for the guy that's got the tattoo that says all in, for you to say, well, I'm not so sure. I wouldn't spend it. It's not your money. So why do you care? You, aren't you trying to win or not? Because when you go too long, you then tie your hands going down the road. I'm not giving him. He wanted, like, the start of the offseason, eight years. Not going to happen. And there's a reason he's still sitting there. Good guy, great in a room, solid player, hit over 300, hit 26 bombs. Good player. Gold glove caliber defender. Good player. I'm not giving a guy like that five- and six-year deals for 200 and some million dollars. Look, Bellinger is going to want the, the sky, and the Cubs are willing to offer the floor. And I'm saying they'll meet in the middle. And I'm saying, where's the middle? Where's the deal? The deal should have been happening by now. He has Scott Boris. That's fine. But you care about how teams are together from the beginning, from jump. Not some guy with a bag over his shoulder three weeks into spring training. Agreed. I don't want to get him three weeks into spring training. Totally agree with you. So get it done. I think it's going to be a much shorter deal. But I will tell you, and Frank tweeted this. He's right. Frank on our Twitter feed, great to see teams finally not caving to Scott Boris. He's got his top four clients all sitting at home. Collusion. 
Three one two. Not collusion. <laughs> Guys are getting smart, and uh-huh. he's he can't get to the owners. Tell him, Shay. There's a there's a d- different way to be able to collude. If it's not collusion, it's a dirt, it's certainly the dinner and the lunch around saying, "Are you spending that much money? Oh, we're not spending that much money. Are you kidding me?" They're not caving to this guy. Uh-huh. He can't get to the owners. He used to be able to get to certain owners. I'll do the deal with you. Will anything ever be watched more than the Super Bowl? And we get more of your phone calls on baseball as well. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Cap and J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Here's today's headlines with Cap and J. Hood. 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan finally has admitted he did not discuss the new overtime rules with his team prior to the Super Bowl. Shanahan said he asked position coaches to review those rules and did not go over the overtime plan with his team until the overtime coin toss in the Super Bowl. Conversely, Andy Reid started that prep with his team going over the rules last summer in training camp. Bulls are back in action tonight in Cleveland. They take on the Red Hot Cavaliers, who sit in second place in the Easter Conference. 35-17, their record. Bulls are nine-and-a-half-point underdogs. Just 9-23 and 23 against teams over 500 this season. Blackhawks lost again last night to Vancouver. Fell off 4-2. Uh, to two. They're now 14-36-3 on the season. Fewest points in the NHL. Could, could be picking number one again this year. And the Steelers remain the favorite to be Justin Fields' next team. They're minus 125 at DraftKings. The Bears have the second best odds at plus 200. Jay Moore. Bendard. Captain Jay Hood are back. And you know this, man. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. And streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with you till 10 o'clock. Then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 3. Wadlin Miller, 3 to 6.30. Right into Black and Abdallah at 6.30 right here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. Um, so, Cap, we were going through these numbers yesterday regarding the uh, the Super Bowl, which is just amazing. I mean, I drove home yesterday still thinking about what did you say, Shay? It peaked at two hundred and five million. Two oh three, I think. Two oh three, which was just uh, amazing. You turned to your smoky old man. What happened? Your voice getting real high, like smoky man. Oh, so it's just, <laughs> just amazing! The Super Bowl surprise, surprise! Happy Chinooka! <laughs> I have no idea what Chinooka is. <laughs> <laughs> like most of my bodily functions, I'm just losing control. I have no idea what's happening from segment to segment. Nonetheless, the Super Bowl being the second most watched television event in history behind the Apollo 11 moon landing. I want you to think about that, Cap. You know, when I say, like, man on the moon numbers, I throw that line out every now and then. My God, that got man on the moon numbers, like, uh, you know, moon landing numbers. Second most watched event in history. Now, Apollo 11, can we get the date on that? The, the year on that? It was 1969. 1969 for that. Okay, so we know te- we know television was way different at that time, Cap, because we're talking about 257911, maybe at 32 and a 38 at that time. And so, Don't oh, forget Jack Drees on Channel 44. 44, yes. On the White Sox. <laughs> That's where you can see the White Sox, right, on WSNS. So there you go, Cap. And so very few channels. 
oh my god, there's going to be a man on the moon, Apollo 11, let's go watch. They're rolling the TV into the classrooms, right? Right, so they did that it. on the AV cart. Yes, they're <laughs> rolling the TVs in. So everyone had to watch it because it was a first-time thing. But 93 of the top 100 shows on television is NFL-related. 93 of 100! So that's a big brother here and another reality show there but for the 93 that means just game, regular season games cap we never thought the nfl would be this big so the question that we have is is there anything that would get more americans to watch landing on mars u.s men's team in a world cup final i don't think so there was a time cap, you don't think landing on mars would get more viewers than the super bowl no <laughs> no, you don't think 205 million people would watch the uh, humans land on the surface of Mars? No, nope. I'd be curious though. No. I watch we, it. We'd watch it. Yeah, but, but how about this? How about this, Shay? The way the people work today, we're, we're divided on everything, on every little issue. Okay. They would watch it on social. They'll watch it back on their ex. They're not going to watch it live. Correct. Right there. No I'll, catch, I'll catch the clip on Twitter. <laughs> right? I'm going to get it on TikTok. It'll be a short in about an hour. Seriously. Seriously. We're, they so, would. We're, we're so divided on everything. First of all, half the people that watch it, they would think it's fake. That's Sh- one. Sh- oh, if you walked out here and asked 20 random people who the mayor is, I'll bet you 50% okay. of them don't know That's who it is. That's fine, but landing on Mars, I, I feel like that would crack a billion. The whole world would watch. They wouldn't even know. What? And you people, think if we were landing on the surface of Mars, people, people wouldn't know? They don't watch the news. They don't read the newspaper. 90% of Americans are not on Twitter. Despite everyone thinking Twitter rules the world, 90% don't have a Twitter account. People, people will be downtown at their restaurants and just like, hey, did you see this story pop up on my feed? guess we landed on, the, on uh, Mars. Huh, that's interesting. Hey, we, check, we need please. To do that. We need to do that lie, uh, lie witness news like uh, Jimmy uh, Kimmel does. Yes. Yeah. Stand outside and ask people, did you see the moon landing? Oh, they did the landing on Mars. And they would and lie. Half would lie. Like, that was amazing, man. That yeah. was so cool. Yeah, well, we didn't. No, Shay. No, nothing beats the NFL, including landing on Mars. I find. I what do you mean? I feel like if the U.S. men's team were in the World Cup final, it might crack the Super Bowl. No shot. No shot. As many people as, as are, that are against soccer in this country, are, are you, you kidding, kidding me? me? I, if we were in the World Cup final, I think it would be embraced. No. The- Nobody who hates soccer is going, hey. I refuse to watch the sport. It's stupid. It's the country in the World Cup final. The so-called flag huggers that we have in this country still would think that soccer sucks. There are a bunch. Even though that should be civic pride for everybody and country pride that, hey, a team is on their way to be able to win a World Cup final, there'll still be some just like, I love the country, but I hate soccer because that's foreign. Right. I'm just just telling you. It would do well, but it would not beat the Super Bowl. No chance. No, it would not. It's a great question, though. Short of a horrific tragedy like the ratings when 9-11, I mean, every channel was going with it. I don't think there's anything of... Programming like predetermined programming, the Super Bowl or the this, or, nothing's going to beat the Super Bowl. Nothing. A world event like a war or like you said, a tragedy like nine eleven brings everybody to the TV. Correct. Landing on Mars wouldn't. It would no, not. it would not. That's a world event. Nope. How how not. were the TV ratings uh, during the pandemic? Since it wasn't much to do, it was people in the house? Were they bigger or? I think it was up. 
I think it was up across the board. Yeah. So we got so we get the. Um, but you didn't have any live sporting events. Nobody was playing. But you got the Bulls documentary, though. You dropped the documentary. Yeah. How is landing on Mars not bigger than 9-11? I'm stunned by this. No. Landing on Mars. Nope. People would literally be in the restaurant and go, Oh, my God. Uh, did you see this? <laughs> We're landing on Mars tonight. I don't oh. think it. it listen, it, it'll, what's, when's it supposed to happen? Ten years? Whenever it happens, we're going to revisit this. Are we going to bring it up on the board? If it happens, we're going to bring up the coverage? I will promise you there will be many people being, yeah, whatever, I'll catch it on social. (laughs) (laughs) What if they say the astronauts will be greeted by aliens? When they land. If you can guarantee me that, (laughs) That, I'll give you that. That increases a little bit, but not more than the Super Bowl. Because nothing beats the NFL. Took you guys long enough to get here. Yeah. Hi, I'm Sparky. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm putting this on the poll at ESPN 1000 because I'm in it just a total state of disbelief. No shot. What would get more viewers, the Super Bowl or landing on Mars? It's landing Super on Bowl. Mars would get destroyed. Oh, my. There's no shot. Also, nope. how many people globally you think watch the World Cup final? Oh, way more than Americans. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Huge. What do you think the number is? I don't know. 250 million. Okay. A hundred million? One and a half billion people watched the World Cup final. Wow. Okay. How many in America? America? A hundred. Ten million, I think. (laughs) So close to show. But my my point is, if the United States were in the World Cup final... We would not get 200 million Americans. We would not. No chance. Nope. We're divided on everything around here. Not like, like, Shay, are the four of us... And our, a lot of our audience, we would watch, of course. But as far as this country's concerned, absolutely not. Would you watch if Patrick Mahomes was landing? Yes. <laughs> All for it. Absolutely. And the pregame. Mahomes is landing on Mars. I watched the pregame. Absolutely. I watch all the coverage. I think there's a NASA channel on the uh, on the old uh, boob tube here. Do you know that? I think there's a NASA channel or a Pluto channel or something. We can watch it. Really? It's just all about uh, space. Yeah, we'd watch that. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we'd broadcast from there, you and I. Nice table right there next to the rocket. Yeah. Danny says, uh, yeah, we were going to do a remote. We're going to have you down there at Cape Canaveral, <laughs> Kennedy Space Center. We're, I mean, I'm just telling you, Cap and I have this right. We're so divided, unfortunately, on so many different things yeah. that if there was, uh, there was life on Mars, we'd go through our phone after Cap's workout. He would look at his phone. like, oh, Mars. Hmm. Interesting. Right. Is it real? Hey, they're landing on Mars. I got to work out. <laughs> what did the guy call in and call it the other? He'll TiVo it. Yes, he'll TiVo. I'll TiVo Pauly? it. Yes. Long Beach? Yeah. I'll TiVo it later. Yeah. The Cap and J Hood cut of the day is right around the corner on Chicago's home for sports and Mars. Cap and J Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. <laughs> Time now for the Cap and J Hood cut of the day. Brought to you by my favorite place in town, Chicago Cut Steakhouse. I had lunch there yesterday. Amazing burger. Amazing. And the Caprizi salad. Oh, doctor. Was that good? Had lunch with Mr. Flom, David Flom, the owner. Jay Moore! Yes, it's boring, but it's a sport. Oh! Whatever. It's not boring. Okay, then you're boring. All right, cut! 
pitchers and catchers report today. Yeah, your quest to be middle of the pack in the worst division in the National League began. Oh, this guy here to my now. Oh, by the way, but this is the perfect time, Tommy. This guy in December, when I'm saying, "Hey, you guys going to pick up anybody?" Is it pitchers and catchers report? Is it February 14th yet? Yes, exactly. I asked exactly. him in January. Say, "Hey, you guys going to do anything?" Hey, is it opening day yet? Yeah. Is it February 14th yet? Well, now it's pitchers and catchers report, and you got Mastroboni at third. Congratulations. You talk about somebody moving Nothing. the goalposts. I like have not that. ever moved the goalposts. That's I a lie. To, I That's said to li- you. No, no, no. You said, hey, is it February 14th? No, you I, jack-a-loon? I said, That's exactly is it what opening you told me. day? No, February 14th. I said opening you day. said February 14th, and guess what? Nothing. A big zero. Cap, what'd you get, Nikki? Two strikes for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Got him a master bowling. Let me tell you well something. <laughs> if Seriously. We, if we break camp end of March and this is the outfit I'm running out there and there's no Bellinger or any of it, I'm taking a flamethrower to 1060 West Addison. Verbal flamethrower. Try to help you. And that's all, folks. The Captain J. Hood cut of the day. Brought to you by Chicago Cut Steakhouse. Make sure you ask for David Flom and Matt Moore. They are the proprietors. It is awesome. And it is on LaSalle on the north side of the Chicago River. We're here to be able to inform and entertain. And we also want to put money in your pocket. We have a show bet for you, Captain J. Hood listeners. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? Get on your app. You're going to have to close your eyes. Clip your nose. Do not watch this game because there's no reason to. Oh, I'm watching. But 0-26. That is not a typo. Winless. 0-26. University of Detroit Mercy is a five-and-a-half point favorite over Uwe Pooey at home tonight. Close your eyes and bet Detroit Mercy. Take the faith with the two-possession winless favorite at home. Damn. It's got to be done. All four of us. Yes. Get on our laps. Detroit Mercy minus five and a half. They haven't won a game. They're a two point favorite. You have to play it. Wait, two point favorite or five two possession favorite? Two possession favorite. Five and a half point favorite. They've won zero games. You have to bet them. Have to. Cap? Ooey Pooey would be Indiana University, Purdue University, and Indianapolis. Sucks. They both suck, actually. Six and twenty, Ooey Pooey. Five and a half point dog against a winless team. It's automatic. Cap? I'm going to bet it. Play of the year 2024, Detroit Mercy. But this guy says, I can't bet that. Yes, you can. It's a show bet. Jay Moore, are you on board? You going to bet this game too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's it's worth doing it. I'm doing it now. Detroit Mercy is going to win this ballgame. All right. Let me see what ESPN. All right. We thank you for listening and calling in and being part of the program here. Thank you, Shay. Thank you, Jay Moore. How about a Deal Breakers Thursday tomorrow? That sounds like a plan, baby. All right. So long, everybody. I'm locking it in. From Take Chicago. That.